Alexa, play Imagine Dragons. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Blog Talk Radio. My name's Dr. Ray. I'm your host here on Thursday nights, as usual, at the Hot Corner. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking, man, we have so much to get on uh, the show tonight. Lots of stuff going on as far as what's happening in the world right now. And then, of course, we have the holidays coming up, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, let's go ahead and let's get right into it here. Um I believe that my my co-host is not going to be able to get in uh, this week again, Mr. Manny Ferrero. Um, I got to tell him thank you always for giving us a spot here on the ISPS radio show. Um, of course, the Hot Corner is is my own show, and it's my own segment where you know we get to talk about health and trying to keep the community healthy. ISPS is very involved with that, um, and I'm very involved with it myself as well. Um, and so I think you know we share a common goal and. And in the middle of that, we also share a passion for softball. So, you know, Manny, I want to thank you for the opportunity for that. Um, definitely a great one. I, I always appreciate that. And then <clears throat> also, Manny's working hard right now, working on building brackets for some of the tournaments coming up and all those different things. And last week he was actually building a target uh, for the $25,000 Home Run Derby uh, Challenge that ISPS put on. So, again, just bringing all these innovations to the sport and everything and you know, Manny, we all thank you for, for the hard work that you put in and for making ISPS such a great sh- uh, sanction um, and, you know, one of the best out there. And, and I, I enjoy playing in all the leagues that are ISPS, and I wish I got to take take part in tournaments a little bit more. And, you know, hopefully pretty soon I'll, I'll have somebody else working Saturday so I don't have to, and I'll be out there playing some tournaments uh, for ISPS, and that'll be some fun. But until that day, uh, Manny, I, you know, I appreciate everything. Um, and hope you're listening, bud. And if you get a chance to call in, go ahead so we can talk a little bit uh, about our top three segment of the day. Um, our top three segment of the day today is top three Game 7 World Series moments. Um, so I want you guys to think about what are some of the most memorable Game 7s that you could possibly think of. For everybody that lives down here in Miami, I know that there's a bunch um, of people that should have the same memory, and, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so, guys, think about what's your top three, and go ahead and let me know. You can hit me up on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> I have a couple people already sending in some uh, <clears throat> some of the some of their favorite moments here on Facebook. And uh, you know, I know I'm going to be sharing mine with you. Manny may get on the air to share some of his. Uh, we may have a couple callers also from the fantasy football league tonight, which we're going to get into as well. Um, a lot of stuff going on in that fantasy football league. I tell you, it's anybody's race still. Um, so we'll talk about all that as well, too. If you guys want to call into the show, um, don't forget that the guest call-in number is area code 347-637-3978. Again, that's area code 347-637-3978, and that's for the guest call-in number. Um, if you're shy and you don't want to get on the air, you're also welcome to go ahead and uh, actually tweet us. So you can tweet whatever you want to tweet, either using hashtag the hot corner, or you can uh, tweet it to me, actually, at Dr. Ray T. Um, so, you know, if you guys are interested in finding out what's going on and, and what's happening, you know, in, in my world and in Manny's world, we're all over the social media stuff, and you can find us very easy. You can reach Manny at ISPSO. You can go to facebook.com slash ISPSO. Um, if you're interested in finding me on Facebook, you can look for myself. I'm Raymond Tolmos. Um, and then you can also look for my office, which is Frontiers Fine and Healthcare. 
So, you know, again, um, I know a lot of you guys, at least from down here, um, know me from playing league nights and all those different types of things. And, again, if there's anything going on um, with your health or you have any questions or any injuries and those kinds of things and you don't know if you should get a checkup or you don't know what's going on, please feel free to use me as a resource. You know, one of the main reasons that I do this show um, is to help other people out there that don't, you know, that don't have the education that I have. And, you know, I've been blessed to be able to learn a whole lot in, in, uh, in a little bit of time. Um, and I'm learning more and more every single day. And, and you know, I'm genuinely interested in, in trying to help people be healthy and feel good and attain a good quality of life. And I have a lot of resources to be able to help people do that. It doesn't matter if it's allergies or it's heart problems or it's diabetes or it's losing weight or it's having low energy or whatever the case is. You know, it's there's a lot of things that I can help out with. And most people say, oh, you know, you're just a chiropractor. Uh, chiropractors aren't even real doctors, all that kind of stuff. And it's funny because I've actually been able to help a lot of people more than their medical doctors. And it's because I take the time to find out what's causing our actual symptoms and why we're having symptoms. And that's really the biggest thing. You know, uh, medications are great because they get rid of a symptom. But what's what's the point of getting rid of a symptom if you don't know what it is. That symptom is, is your body telling you that there's something going on. That symptom is your body, it's, it's trying to survive. You know, so fevers, for example, you know, and we're going to get into the health topic a little bit early tonight just because there's a lot that I want to cover on that health topic, and, and <clears throat> it has a lot to do with kids. Um, so this Friday, um, I'm actually having a family day here in the office. I'm going to go on a quick little tangent. Um, so a family day basically is, I take 10 patients, and I give them completely free consultations. Um, so when those patients come in and they get those free consultations, I basically go over everything with them that, you know, concerns their health, um, any questions that they might have. And we do basically a kind of like a, a review of systems. We go over their bodily function, and we check out everything that's going on with them and, you know, basically try to determine how can I help. So what I'll do then is I'll go into all the different tests that I have, the, the ways that physical exam can help, and look at all the different options that we have to in order to help things naturally. So when we say we want to help things naturally, that doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to say, oh, you should never go on medication or you should never do anything like that. Sometimes medication is necessary, but it should not be our first, I guess, our first remedy. You know, medication means that you're just going to completely disregard whatever it is that the body's trying to do and chemically alter it. And sometimes that works for things, but especially if it's a chronic condition, you know, you don't want to take pain medication every day just to not feel pain. You know, now if you fall down or if you have a surgery or if there's a trauma, you know, your body wasn't expecting that to happen. Now, even so, it would be better to do with less pain medication because it actually delays the healing process but if it's a chronic pain and the only way that you can get through the day is taking Advil or taking a leave or doing something like that, you're hurting yourself more than you're helping yourself by literally taking that medication every day. You know, another thing that happens is, you know, we disregard how important our diet is and how important it is to exercise every day. And, you know, everybody knows that you look at the, look at the people out there that are exercising and the people that eat well. I mean, do they generally look healthy? Do they look like they're super stressed out? Do they look like they're like they have a bunch of disease and a bunch of stress and a bunch of problems and all this stuff going on? You're probably sitting there thinking, no, everybody that I know that eats well, that exercises regularly, you know, that does these things usually is, is more healthy. And that's because when you stress the body in a good way and you give the body what it needs, it's going to adapt. And that's really what I do is I try to help people find out What's creating interference in their body? What's not allowing their body to work at its best? You know, and sometimes I even have to take that down to the DNA level and look and see what's happening with, with people's cells. You know, I'll run some blood work and I'll look at a couple numbers and I'll say, you know what, it looks like your B vitamins just aren't working that efficiently based on what I'm seeing out of your red blood cells. So if you know somebody that has anemia or those kinds of things, they could be taking iron for their anemia and making themselves even more inflammatory and even increasing their risk for cancer if we're not looking at the different reasons that they might be anemic. Now, some people literally have an iron deficiency anemia, but you can't determine that just by looking at a serum iron level. Just today, for example, I had a 13-year-old girl come in 
who's complaining of fatigue and weight gain and some different things going on and some some immune system issues and some pain and chronic pain at the age of 13 years old. You know, that's not right. And one of the things that we looked at was her blood work, and I noticed that her serum iron level was in a desirable range. But then I looked at a couple other markers. I looked at the, the transferrin saturation percentage. I looked at the ferritin level and the total iron binding capacity. So in order to break that down into, into plain old English, how much do her red cells want to bind to iron? How much leftover iron is binding with a protein in the liver specifically called ferritin? And then also how much saturation of iron is there in her tissues? And the answer is, is that was very low. And what that shows us is that even though her serum iron is, is in a lower end of the range but still okay, she actually has some issues going on with her iron level. So supplemental iron in this case would be good. Now, if we looked at her red blood cells and noticed that she had low hemoglobin and she was anemic and these things were going on, but then we also looked at her iron studies and we saw, oh, her serum iron is good, you know, or a little bit low, we might say, oh, this person definitely needs to take some iron. But if we looked at her iron saturation percentage and her ferritin and her total iron binding capacity, and those showed us that she actually did have enough have enough iron, we'd actually be oxidizing her body more. Now, what's, what do you hear all the time? You want antioxidants, antioxidants, antioxidants. So iron rusts. Oxidation is rusting. Oxidation is very bad for our body. Oxidation is what happens when you, <clears throat> when you have tissue damage, cellular damage, inflammation. Cancer is oxidation. We want to try to antioxidize inside of our body. Um, now, certain times oxidation is good, like immune system um, function, for example. So, again, it all comes in balance. It's not just making millions of, of antioxidants because at that point, your body doesn't have what it needs to defend itself either. So, again, there's a lot that goes into it, but that's why it's important that you have a health professional that you know that you can trust, that you can access, that you can talk to, that you can maybe even call upon a radio show and say, hey, you know, uh, what, what do I do about this? And then maybe get a genuine answer from it instead of somebody who, you know, just wants to um, put you on a medication so they continue to see you for forever until, you know, finally one day you say, hey, you know, I've had this symptom forever. The minute I stop taking my medication, it all comes back. How are you helping me get any better? And the answer is, is that when it comes down to a situation like that, they're not. Um, and it's not because they don't care to most of the time. It's just because of the fact that medicine is the only thing they can do. If you go to your doctor and you don't leave with a prescription, a lot of a lot of people feel cheated, you know, but it's better for the doctor to not give you medicine. The first rule of being a doctor is that the first thing that you should do is no harm. You should try to do the, less, the least amount of harm to your patients as possible. You know, now sometimes you have to, you know, you have to do a little bit of harm. You have to hurt a little bit in order for things to get better. But in the most in the most cases, you want to try to do the least amount of harm you can possibly do. And when you take medication, you have to heal twice, once from whatever it is that you're healing from and the second time from the medication that causes chemical imbalance within your body. You know, so when you're taking a medication, please remember that it's, it's a false sense of security that you should be feeling. You know, if you're on blood pressure medication, your goal should be to get off of blood pressure medication. If you're taking blood pressure meds, you are no safer than you were before. You know, the only thing that's not happening is, is the rest of your organs aren't suffering from such high pressure. But you better believe that you still have a lot of cardiovascular risk at that point. You know, oh, my high blood pressure is controlled. That's not a good thing. Why is your blood pressure going up? You know, most times it's because your kidney isn't seeing and filtering enough blood, and so it signals to your heart that it needs to increase the pressure so that it can see more blood. You know, and the heart rate increases and all these things happen and you go through nutrients faster, whatever the case is, but... You know, just simply lowering it with a with a medication doesn't change the fact of why it went up in the first place. You know, statin drugs, heart disease is still the number one killer in the United States, and everybody's taking a statin drug. And as a matter of fact, with the new <clears throat> guidelines now, statin drugs actually are prescribed for almost anybody over the age of 40. I mean, the, the guidelines now are ridiculous. And the way that they term it is, do you qualify for statins? So something that you, everybody wants to be on. Um, well, count me out of that um, <clears throat> 100% because not only do statins raise your chance of diabetes 9%, but they also increase your chance, I believe, of having cardiovascular events and inflammation inside of the um, circulatory system. Now, why, why might that happen? 
in the event of statin drugs, the amount of cholesterol is not quite as important as the distribution size of your cholesterol particles. And that's one thing that most doctors at this at this day and age aren't even looking at. So now there's lipid subfractionation testing that can be done, which tells us not only about your LDLs and HDLs and what's good and what's bad, but the actual size of these particles. And if you have small, dense particles, then you have more cardiovascular risk. Statin drugs have been proven to only get rid of larger, larger bits of those um, cholesterol fragments. So what that means is that they're leaving all the dangerous particles in and getting rid of the, of the good particles that don't cause damage, and you happen to think, oh, I'm better because my cholesterol is lower. And that's why heart disease is still the number one killer of the United States, in addition to the fact that when you take those types of things, you don't worry about your diet, which is a very, very big contributor to why cholesterol is not in good shape. And it's not because of cholesterol. It's not because you're eating the yolk in your eggs. It's because of the processed foods, the refined foods, and the amount of sugar that we take in because fat burns in a carbohydrate flame. But when there's millions of carbohydrates and insulin resistance that your body is having trouble metabolizing sugar, you better believe that you're going to start to develop dyslipidemia as well too. So sugar is the number one driver of cholesterol problems, and sugar also has been shown to decrease the size of those cholesterol particles, causing more damage. So that is a perfect segue into... How to raise a healthy kid, especially around Halloween. Number one, you gotta, you gotta, 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 please, guys, do not allow your kids to fall into the marketing trap. I fall into the marketing trap sometimes. Sometimes I see a Pop-Tart on TV and I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't had a Pop-Tart since I was 13 years old. That looks so damn good. But the sugar, the processed food, the gluten, all the stuff inside, there is not one ounce of anything good in that Pop-Tart for your child. You cannot allow your child to dictate their diet. I would rather have you not feed your child for three days than to have him refuse to eat anything except for, uh, uh, you know, a piece of candy or some sugar or whatever it is that they want to eat. You know, kids, kids have that tendency to throw tantrums and to do those types of things, but we have to teach our kids more about discipline and about the right types of decisions and about building habits. And, yeah, you know, you can't build habits in in a a one-and-a-half-year-old. But what you can do is not get them addicted to things at a very young age. You know, I I see sometimes all over now, I'm at that age now where all my friends have have babies. And I see them feeding their their babies McDonald's and cookies and all these types of things. And, you know, it, it makes me really, really consider, do they know what they're feeding their child at this point? Do they know what they're doing to their child? Because... If you if you sit down and you taste a piece of, let's say you have a sugar cookie, and after you eat that sugar cookie, you go and you, and you try a bite of asparagus. Would you ever want to eat asparagus again, you know, without really knowing? And kids don't know what nutrition is, and kids don't know, you know, what disease is, and kids don't know that when they eat something, it's going to be unhealthy for them. They have no idea what that is. So as a parent, it's your job to make sure that you know exactly what's going on there. And it's your job to make sure that your kid is getting the nutrients that they need. And it's your job to dictate their diet and not their job. And again, you know, if they're going to throw a tantrum or whatever the case is, don't take your kid shopping. Drop them off at your mom's house. Have a babysitter watch them. Whatever the case is, but just don't bring that stuff in the house where, number one, the kids can find it. And number two, don't give it to them at such a young age. There's no reason that a two-year-old should be having a bit of ice cream. They don't know what it is yet, you know, but what you're doing is you're addicting them to these things. Scientists are literally hired to find out how can we addict people into eating this. There's a study, and if you guys, even on Facebook, you can find this study. Oreos are more addictive than crack cocaine. I'm going to say it again. Oreos, Oreo cookies, unlock the magic, double stuff. You can't have a glass of milk without an Oreo because the marketing is so damn good but they're more addictive than crack cocaine, all right? And that, there is zero nutritional value. It is empty calories, it is sugar, it is inflammatory, and inflammation is the cause of, I'll go, I'll go ahead and say it, all disease. So you're feeding your kids disease when you're feeding them candies and sugars and treats and all these types of things. You know, so if you start them out at a young age 
understanding and giving them the habits of you need to have a vegetable with every meal and, you know, you need to do these things and you need to avoid these things and no, we know everybody else does that, but you don't do that, all right, and you and you reward them positively in other ways besides food, then you will notice that your child will be healthier. All right, you will notice that your child will not have ADD or ADHD or all these different, you know, made-up diseases that are really reactions to the diet. You know, nobody's born with attention deficit disorder, but what ends up happening is our brain chemistry changes and our internal chemistry changes when we pollute it with toxins and with sugars that, you know, are are in excess. You know, so these are all things that we need to take into account and we need to be careful with. Um, You know, when you're taking care of your child, you've got to realize and you've got to make yourself aware. If you don't know that sugar is bad for you, I mean... There's nothing nice that I can say about it at this point. Um, And since I'm on the radio, I'm not going to insult anybody. But (laughs) please get educated about the importance of nutrition. And if your doctor is telling you that it doesn't matter what you eat, you need to fire your doctor. And I'm telling you that right now. Um, And I would boycott them. I would put it all over the news. I'll call Channel 7 because to think that what you put into your body and onto your body is not going to have any effect on your body is ludicrous. And if there's anybody else that has something to say about that, you're more than welcome to call into the show right now and talk to me, and we'll have a debate right now. But I promise you that I will win because I know the facts. I know how the body works. I know how chemistry inside the body works. And when you pollute it with sugar and toxins and and the wrong kinds of fats, the body starts to change what it's doing on a regular basis. And it becomes inflammatory. And inflammatory responses... All right, the immune system modulation of inflammatory responses. All right, Re- let me break that down. Immune system modulation. So the immune system runs itself, and it does so through chemical communication. So when you eat inflammatory foods like cheeseburgers, fries, milkshakes, cookies, chips, all those types of things that are high in omega-6 acids and in, in omega-6 fatty acids, you're turning on prostaglandins, thromboxanes, leukotrienes, and I don't expect you guys to know what those are, but those are cells and enzymes that create inflammation in your body. And what they do is they promote inflammation, they increase blood clotting, they increase pain, and they constrict your blood vessels. Pretty much everything that you don't want. And they allow things like allergies and infections and chronic pain to happen. Now, when you eat an optimal diet, low in sugar, high in omega-3 fatty acids, you know, the Mediterranean diet that everybody talks about, the salad and the olive oil and the pepper and the fish, you know, those things, that's when you turn on the good types of leukotrienes and prostaglandins and those things, and that's when those enzymes start to promote anti-inflammatory responses in your body, improve circulation in your body, decrease pain in your body, relax blood vessels in your body. You know, these things are very important. So fish oils are a great way to to work on inflammation. Making sure that your child is eating good fats are extremely important. DHA, EPA, GLA, these are the good fats that we want your your kids eating. Um, DHA specifically has been shown to improve neurological function and development. You know, if you're giving your kids sugar and you're not giving your kids any fat and you're saying, oh, don't eat the the yolk and the egg because it's uh, high cholesterol, you're worried about the wrong things. And unfortunately, I think the way that things work, um, and again, this isn't a conspiracy theory or anything, but if you look at the food pyramid that, you know, the FDA and the U.S. government put out um, before they recently changed it to the MyPlate, which still, I mean, it's an improvement, but it's not better. Uh, Well, it's it's not the best. You know, that was basically a recipe for diabetes. I mean, they had us eating six or seven servings of grains a day. I mean, the human body was not made for grains. We are not supposed to have that much grains unless, unless we're running marathons, we're expending thousands of calories a day through exercise and physical output, you know. But how many people out there sit at a desk for eight hours a day literally sit at a desk for eight hours a day and then eat pasta, bread with every meal, you know, grains, cereal in the morning, 
granola bars. All we're eating is grains and grains and grains and crunchy stuff and those types of things and just tons of energy, and we're not expending any of it. And, you know, the body the body's always in survival mode, so it's going to save that energy because it doesn't have anything else to do with it. And when it does, you start to develop more fat cells. And fat cells, especially around the abdomen, create what's called um, more of these uh, immune-modulating types of enzymes that actually promote the inflammation, the, the pain, you know, the constriction of the blood vessels. And a recent study was actually done now um, where they found that visceral fat, fat around the abdomen and around the organs, actually functions similar to a tumor. And it releases tumor necrosis factor and a bunch of different um, enzymes and, and immunomodulating components, again, that, of course, are almost like as if you have a tumor. They're literally toxic to the organs right around those areas. So, you know, if, if you're really overweight and all these things, it's normally a result of the fact that you got addicted to sugars and to all these different things, possibly when you were young. And unfortunately, especially in America, everything seems to revolve around food. And we, we start to make food our comfort and we start to make food our reward and we do these things, we stop eating for the fact that food is fuel and food is energy, and food is what our body needs in order to continue to function properly. And we start getting into, oh, food is, you know, my birthday, I want to have this, and oh, well, you know, it's Friday night, so I'm going to have that. And oh, now all of a sudden I'm eating like this every single meal because I'm addicted to it. And hey, this tastes way better than a salad does. And that's where we start to run into problems. So when it comes to raising your child, the most important thing that I can tell you is that you cannot let them dictate their meals. You cannot, you have to literally force feed them these vegetables. If they won't eat them, put them in a blender. Blend, blend them up, whatever the case is. And then if they're still not eating them, then what you need to do is you need to give them supplements and you need to give them vitamins and you need to make sure that they're getting these essential nutrients from somewhere because they're not getting them from their diet. And if they're not getting them from their diet, they're going to be deficient. And when you're deficient, that's when your body becomes inefficient. And efficiency is what allows us to maintain balance, maintain homeostasis, and basically adapt to our environment. And that's really what health is. Health is not merely the absence of symptoms. Health is, is the ability to have a symptom and get rid of it and never have to worry about it again because you were able to heal from it. All right? It's normal to get bumps and bruises. It's normal to get sick. All right? especially for kids. If your kids are getting sick all the time, antibiotics are not the right answer. Antibiotics are only making things worse for your, for your kids. You're, every time your, your child gets sick, that's a chance for the immune system to grow, to get stronger, to get better, to adapt. If you, all of a sudden, your child develops a fever and you give Tylenol right away, great, your child is now way more comfortable and the symptom is gone. But what was the point of that fever in the first place? You know, most people don't know that the point of a fever is that your body's cells, the proteins in your body's cells and the membranes of your cells can withstand up to about 106, 107 degrees. Now, the membranes of most virus and bacteria can only stand up to about 100 degrees, 101 degrees. So when you heat your body up, not only does every every chemical transaction in your body proceed at a 13% faster rate, but you're also denaturing the proteins and, and the cell, cellular membranes of these other viruses and bugs and bacteria that are causing that fever to be there in the first place as a response by your immune system. So you're literally contradicting your child's immune system every time you give them a Tylenol to reduce their fever. You are hurting your child in a roundabout way by giving them a Tylenol when they have a fever. Now, if they have a fever of 104 for three days straight, that's a problem because the immune system is not doing what it needs to either, all right? So if that's the case, it may be something that the body can't handle. And at that time, maybe it's a good time to go on antibiotics. But then the precaution should be, now that I killed all of the bad bacteria and the good bacteria, I need to start thinking about how do I get back my own good bacteria? You know, how do I replenish what I lost when I took those antibiotics? Because... At any given time, you have about eight pounds of bacteria in and on your body. So when you take antibiotics, you're killing all those other bacteria that are protective for you as well, too. So please, 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 if you have a child that has a fever, try to help them get through that fever. 
Try, you know, keep them cold. Put cool packs on their forehead. Put, you know, cold water on on some uh, towels and and stuff them in their armpits and in their groin in that area. And you know, keep them keep them cool around those areas. But facilitate the fever. Help the body get through that. Let the immune system grow. Let the immune system adapt. Let immunity build. All right. And by doing that, your child will be more resistant to colds. It'll develop strong antibodies and a strong immune system that they can walk into a room where all the kids are sick and they can walk out and they, they won't catch a cold, you know, because they have that protective bacteria that doesn't allow the other bacteria to, uh, you know, to manifest or to, or to grow and to take over, you know. So, guys, please, when it comes to your kids, the conventional medicine that's out there is backwards, all right, we're giving our kids Tylenol and we're making them require antibiotics and that's fall, making them fall into a big cycle and they're not getting the nutrients that they need in the, in the limited amount of good food that they're eating anyway for the most part. And it's no wonder that most of our children nowadays are obese and they all have ADD and they all need Ritalin to concentrate in school because they're not eating anything that's good for them and they're killing their body's own ability to digest and absorb the little bit of good nutrients that they normally take in the natural way to do things, it's not the natural way, you know. In my opinion, it's it's the only way to do things unless you want to, you know, have your kids on medication forever and spend your life waiting in doctor's offices, you know, around a whole bunch of people that are falling into the same traps. Um, you know, again, like I said, when we look at what's happening with primary care and the way it, it's going nowadays, nobody's healthy. And it's because our doctors aren't helping us get healthy. They're just giving us a bunch of meds that get rid of symptoms. You know, that's not what health is. So, again, if you guys are in this trap and you feel like you're seeing that happening or you know somebody who is, let them listen to this show, you know, and, and call into the show and talk to me about what's going on. You know, if you feel like you're doing things right with your child or you feel like I'm wrong, you know, I'm more than happy to hear about it. You know, I would love to talk to you and find out why you think these things and, and what education you have that might lead you to believe that because everything that I've learned so far in my four years studying exercise physiology, in my seven years as a personal trainer, in my three year, three and a half years in chiropractic school, earning my doctorate degree, in the 200-something hours that I've spent doing my, my post-doctorate diplomate in internal medicine, it all tells me that what's going on with, with conventional medicine nowadays is backwards. When we look at a symptom, we should be looking at what causes it and not simply how to just get rid of it. We need to facilitate the body, and that's the whole way that you raise a healthy child. Facilitate their body's symptoms. Help them get through their symptoms. Give their body what it needs to complete that process, and it will be done with it. Otherwise, you will continue to have to deal with it over and over and over again. All right, so that's the message for the day. You know, I'm not going to tell you don't let your kids go out and trick-or-treat because, hey, listen, we all, you know, candy's okay. We, we have to live, too, you know. I eat candy from time to time, okay. I'm not a Nazi when it comes to these things. And, and you know, but you have to understand that in moderation that's okay. So the, the biggest thing that I can tell you is basically give your kids allowance of candy. Let them go out and get as much as they want. But don't let them eat as much as they want at one time. Okay, give them one, two, three pieces, you know, at the most. And then that's it, you know, and tell them, listen, it's not good for you to eat that much because when they eat that much sugar and their insulin levels have to rise so much, their body will stop responding, and that is called diabetes. So in order to avoid your kids from developing prediabetes or, or any type of insulin resistance which creates inflammation in the body and, of course, does not let the body work as efficiently as it can, you need to avoid giving them as much sugar as you possibly can. All right? So, again, if anybody has questions about that, you're more than welcome to tweet me at The Hot Corner. You're more than welcome to call into the show. Um, again, the number is area code 347-637-3978. Again, my name is Dr. Ray Tomos. I'm the chiropractor, alternative primary care chiropractor down here in South Florida. I don't know if there's any other guys doing what I'm doing taking it to the level that I'm taking it, but hopefully more people will start to because healthcare nowadays is just not where it needs to be, and, and one of my big goals is to help change that. And I'm starting right here in my community and, and trying to branch out and just, you know, get the word out there. So, you know, guys, if you know somebody that, that you feel has an unhealthy child or whatever the case is, just tell them, hey, listen, I heard this, this show tonight, and, 
you know, whatever the case is, and, and just have them tune into the Hot Corner. And you can always listen to these shows archived, of course. Um, you can always go to ISP, uh, excuse me, blogtalkradio.com slash ISPSO, and you can listen to all the shows. You can also go to my website, which is www.353heal.com. That's heal, H-E-A-L.com. And you can click on the top right corner where it says, uh, you know, listen in live, and it will take you right over to the show. Um, and you can see all the archive shows on there. You can access everything. And you can see, you know, all the different uh, all the different topics that we talk about. And, you know, again, we're looking for interaction between, uh, between us and, and, of course, the listeners out there. So whatever you guys want, any questions you have, tweet us, call us, email us. Um, all our contact information you can find on my website. And also, you guys can always go to ISPS, um, International Softball.com, and you can, you know, check out what's happening with ISPS as well, too. Get involved with, with softball and some healthy activities and get out there and burn some of that energy and uh, burn some of that sugar that we intake all the time off. Um, so that's it for the health topic for tonight. Let's get into some fun stuff here. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's happening um, with the World Series. Uh, who knows? I mean, what's going to happen tonight? I'm super excited to see what happens. Uh, last night I had an idea that my man Jake Peavy was uh, going to go ahead and give up some runs. I didn't foresee it to be a 10-0 to zero game, but I had the idea that, you know, KC was going to go into the sixth inning with the lead. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying that the San Fran bullpen was well-rested and, you know, well, it's a good thing that they were well well rested because Peavy only made it into the second inning. He only got about an inning in the third end. Um, so they needed that bullpen. So tonight it looks like uh, it looks like they're starting Madison Bumgarner tonight, and I'm pretty excited about that because Bumgarner is one of my one of my favorites in the game. One of the reasons why I like the uh, San Francisco Giants so much. Um, he's a keeper in all my fantasy baseball leagues. So I definitely, uh, I'm definitely a, a Bumgarner fan as well as a Giants fan. Um, I've been a fan of the Giants ever since Winsicum came up, and he was my favorite player for a while. And, you know, I love the whole Barry Bonds thing and everything that went on. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm happy about the fact that the Giants are back in there, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, but actually, it, it looks like uh, it's not going to be Madison Bumgarner tonight, but actually uh, Tim Hudson. So we'll look and see what happens here uh, with this and, and take a look at the matchups. Um, I thought that, you know, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be Bumgarner working on three nights rest. Um, you know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll come into the game. We'll see what happens. Um, but it does look like it's going to be Tim Hudson versus Jeremy Guthrie. Um, I think that, you know, Hudson for his age and the experience that he has, uh, 16 years in the league, um, it's a guy that, that he's probably going to go out there and he's going to give it his all, you know, and then we've got Jeremy Guthrie on the other side. You know, I think that it's definitely a weakness here for, for the Royals to be, uh, to be working on, on a Jeremy Guthrie start here at this point. Um, you know, it would be nice to have one of their other starters in there. Um, but it seems like Guthrie is the guy for the night. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see, to see what goes down. I'm thinking it's probably going to be a little bit of a high scoring affair tonight. Energy is going to be up there. Um, you know, Jordano Ventura last night was lights out. Um, and, of course, I think some of that had to do with the fact that he dedicated the game to Oscar Tavares. You know, rest in peace, Oscar Tavares. What a tragedy. One of the young stars of the game coming up, um, you know, killed in a car accident uh, last week. But, you know, um, I know that, that that had Jordano definitely fired up and, you know, if you were wondering why he had that writing on his hat yesterday, that's what that was all about. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that game tonight. I can't wait to see what happens. Um, and let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the top three here. So, um, top three game seven moments. Um, Shelley chimed in on Facebook. Uh, Shelley is also in our fantasy football league, and Shelley says that for him, the 2004 World World Series um, with the Red Sox with the Bloody Sox. Um, the whole ordeal they made about, uh, you know, Kurt Schilling and coming out there and he just had the ankle problem and what a gutsy affair and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, there was a huge to-do about it. But the bloody sock, that's definitely a great memory right there. Um, well, I'll, I'll give you one of my top one of my top threes. And, you know, I wasn't alive at, for this one, 
Um, but it's one that I've seen replays of, you know, a bunch of times. Um, and one that I love because I, I personally don't like the Yankees. And Manny, if you're listening, I said it, I don't like the Yankees. Um, but in 1960, um, Bill Mazeroski uh, went ahead and he hit a walk-off home run um, in Game 7, clutch situation, smacked the homer. You know, I mean, it's like the situation that everybody dreams of, you know, bottom of the ninth, you know, down by two, bases loaded situation. Everybody calls it out. Um, but for me, that was a great one. Um, and, and that was, you know, that's my, my number three, is Bill Mazeroski's home run in Game 7 of the 1960 World Series. Um, that that was a great, great, great uh, memory there, even though I didn't see it in person, but I've seen it, you know, multiple times on uh, on reruns. So my number two for the night is going to be um, actually a, a pitching performance. Uh, Madison Bumgarner put on one of the best pitching performances uh, in Game 6 Last uh, the last game, uh, excuse me, in game five, I apologize, um, you know, with a nine-inning shutout. But Mr. Jack Morris in game seven in 1991 went ahead and actually pitched a 10-inning shutout in game seven. And I think the coolest part about it was that, you know, he was just he was just livid that he wanted to go back into the game and he was basically telling his manager, who was Tom Kelly at the time, you got to keep me in the game. You got to keep me in the game. You got to keep me in the game. And then, of course, the Twins won on a walk-off by Gene Larkin. Um, you know, with one of the best pitching performances of all time in the World Series. So, Jack Morris, 1991 Game Seven, uh, ten-inning shutout with a walk-off win. I mean, that's that's a heck of a heck of a, of a memory right there. I remember seeing that one um, in 1991, even though I was very young at the time. Um, now, my number one, and I'm sure, like I mentioned, that most of my Marlins fans out here um, might already know what I was talking about, is the Edgar Renteria Game 7, 1997 World Series game-winning hit versus Cleveland when Craig Council came around to score, and, and it was just, oh, man, what, what a game that was. You know, the first championship for the Marlins, first time they made it to the World Series, Two outs, bases loaded in the bottom of the 11th, you know, in, in the game seven. And I just, I'll never forget the emotion of that day and of that night. And, you know, that was my hometown team at that point in 1997 since I moved down to Miami in 1993. And uh, that was just an amazing, an amazing memory right there. So that's my, my top one. That's my top memory from game seven. So, you know, maybe tonight there'll be another memory that we have from game seven. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, we'll see what happens tonight. We'll see what goes down. Uh, my prediction is that San Francisco is going to take it, and I'm going to say that the score is going to go ahead and be five to three. I think that I like the uh, the Giants tonight taking that game in Kansas City, um, and I think that the Giants are going to go ahead and win five to three. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mike Morse do something tonight. I wouldn't be surprised to see Buster Posey contribute offensively. Um, and, you know, I think that there's going to be some pretty solid defense played all the way around because you don't get to the World Series without being solid on the defensive end there. So uh, we'll see what goes on tonight. Um, if you guys have any other predictions, let me know. Um, be more than happy to, to talk about it or hear about it um, and see what you guys think out there. But uh, for right now, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and start moving into some fantasy football here. Uh, we got about 15 minutes or so left on the show here tonight. So, again, if anybody wants to call into the show, we got area code 347-637-3978. Again, that's area code 347-637-3978. You can tweet us using hashtag the hot corner, um, or you can tweet me at Dr. Ray T. If you guys want to send me an email about anything or disagree with anything that I've said, especially since tonight was a little bit controversial you know, and talking about how to deal with kids and, and their health and those kinds of things, you know, by all means, you're more than welcome uh, to give me a call and or send me an email or whatever the case is, you know, and check out my blogs also. I've, I've done some work recently on, on blogging about, you know, healthcare and what's going on with it and those things. So, you know, if you guys are interested in any of those things, you can always go to um, 353heal.com and then there's a tab there that says Dr. Ray's blog. And uh, you can go ahead and you can check it out and you can see what it's all about. So 
Um, that's up there for you guys if, if you want it. Um, plenty of good information, lots of stats, lots of stuff like that. So, you know, you're more than welcome to, to check it all out. So let's talk a little bit about fantasy football this week. Um, this is the week that I was really, really dreading. Uh, week number nine for me. This is probably the worst week that I'm going to have in fantasy football, period. Um, I've got almost half my team on by this week. And uh, the people that I don't have on by are actually injured and out. And the only people that have a good matchup are actually hurt. So uh, this week I have uh, <clears throat> Roddy White, Jordy Nelson on by. Um, I've got Jordan Cameron that's out with a concussion possibly for two games. Um, and then, of course, you know, I've, I've got uh, a couple guys that, you know, I'm going to have to just fill in. So because this is a 10-team league, I was lucky enough that I was able to pick up Jordan Reed um, as my tight end. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and plug him into the game there. I had to drop Owen Daniels, but Owen Daniels is out indefinitely now as well too, so that wasn't a big deal. Um, but it looks like this week I'm going to be starting Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going to be starting Emmanuel Sanders and Wes Welker, unfortunately. So I've got to pray that Wes Welker does something that somebody forgets that he's out there on the field and that he goes and catches some balls because I'm going to be starting two of the Denver wide receivers, and one of them is not one of the top three or four options there. So, you know, hopefully Wes Welker will come through for me. I drafted him fairly high in most of my leagues thinking that he was actually going to be one of the better targets, but seems like Emmanuel Sanders really took over his role. So I'm glad that I got Emmanuel Sanders in a bunch of leagues. But at this point, we got to see. Um, i got to hope that Wes, Wes is going to come through for me this weekend. So, Wes, if you're listening, I need some catches, my man. And Peyton, if you're listening, throw it to Wes, please. Um, I need you this week in a couple leagues. So um, my other third receiver for the league is going to be Kelvin Benjamin, which I'm happy is starting. Um, you know, Kelvin's been doing excellent for the rookie. For our rookie, he's been targeted – 68 times, which is more than, than almost anybody else on my on my team except for Jordy Nelson. Um, and, he, you know, he doesn't have as many receptions as everybody else, but almost as many touchdowns. He's got four touchdowns, or excuse me, five touchdowns on the year. And, uh, you know, that's a big deal. Those touchdowns count for a lot of points. So I'm excited about Benjamin. And then <clears throat> running back-wise, I'm actually in a pretty good situation. I've got Andre Ellington, uh, who's been, you know, very good, getting lots of touches, lots of yards. Not that many touchdowns, but you know, in a PPR league, he's definitely a, a great quality option there. And then, of course, Jamal Charles, um, who is <clears throat> explosive and had some good games, but also had a couple downers. And, you know, I'm just looking for Jamal to continue to improve as the year goes on. That was my number one pick. Um, and hopefully, you know, he uh, he's worth the value there of that number one pick. So um, my team is not that bad. Again, Roethlisberger, Sanders, Benjamin, a little upset about having to plug in Wes Welker, but also Andre Ellington, Jamal Charles, and Jordan Reed to finish it out. I'm going with uh, Chandler Catanzaro from uh, Arizona. You know what? I may go ahead and check out the uh, – let's see what we got here going on. Let me, let me check out some players, see who we might have out here on the waiver wire, and see what's going on here in the league. Um, I would suggest, guys, this league, if you're out there on the waiver wire and, and your waivers haven't gone through yet, um, if you're looking for a receiver – a good idea might be Martavis Bryant um, from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Martavis Bryant has really been blowing up. He's got three touchdowns in the last two weeks. The guy's really been making it happen out there. Um, something that you guys want to check out, and it seems like he's even overtaking Marcus Wheaton's role um, in the uh, in the Pittsburgh offense there. So that's something that you guys want to definitely check out, and if he's out there, Go ahead and, and get him on the team because he's been doing excellent. Um, there's a couple other guys out there that have been that have been playing well also that you might find out on the waivers. Um, Brandon LaFell, although he's not an amazing talent or anything like that, Brady's been on fire and he's been finding him and he's been making the catches. Um, also, Andre Holmes, he's had a couple big games, um, you know, but him and James Jones are kind of neck and neck right now with how many points they've scored and, you know, those kinds of things. And, it's no surprise that the Raider offense is going to be throwing a lot, so you could potentially get some good garbage time out of those guys. Um, also, Andrew Hawkins, um, I see him out on a few different waiver wires, although, you know, he's not the biggest guy out there. You know, he's kind of a smaller guy and a shifty guy. Over his last two weeks, he's got, in our league, 19 points and 21.8 points, so, you know, fairly consistent there. 
Um, and while, you know, the receiving core in Cleveland is, is not, you know, huge and Josh Gordon isn't coming back quite yet, it may be a good time, you know, especially this week on a nine on a, on a, on a league where there's, you know, a lot of teams on by, may be a good idea to go ahead and pick him up there. So check out those guys. Look for those guys. I'm looking for Martavis Bryant right now, and uh, he is actually um, still available. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make this pick up and I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to start Martavis Bryant this week over Wes Welker. So we'll see what happens with there. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to drop Bryce Brown, um, who's kind of the second the second backup. The Bills are on by this week again, of course. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to plug in Martavis Bryant over Wes Welker so that I don't have two guys from that Denver offense. And also they're playing against New England. Um, New England has got a pretty good defense, pretty good secondary. They've got Darrell Revis over there. So, you know, I want to make sure that I've got somebody that, that's going to be able to score some points for me. But, you know, over the past two weeks, Martavis Bryant has 12 points and 25 points. And it looks like he's overtaken Marcus Wheaton over there. Um, so, you know, look for that, guys. If he's out there on the waiver wire, that may be a good pick up there. Um so let's talk about what happened throughout the league here um, for all the for all the listeners out there. Um, last week was kind of a crazy week. We had some really, really, really high scores last week. Um, but every everything is tied up right now. We actually have a four place a, a four way tie for first place. Um, we've got Renegade, who overtook first place last week, um, and then well now went ahead and lost it. Uh, we've got LL Cool K, who actually last week scored the most points and broke the record for the league so far with the amount of points, and she actually beat me. And not only did she beat me, but she beat me also with the biggest blowout of the week. Um, although I had a pretty good week, I would have beat one, two, three, four, five, six. I would have beat six out of the uh, the teams here. So only LL Cool K, Renegade, and the bus drivers would have beat me last week. Um, and the Renegade and the bus drivers played each other. So, you know, Renegade, Hans, he's got to be really upset because he scored 180 points and he still lost. Um, but he actually would have lost to two people. And then uh, we had a really close game with Adam Tibia Bail Bonds and Bordel Combat. And Adam Tibia Bail Bonds actually won by 0.56 points. He won 132.16 to 131.60. And that's huge because Adam Tibia Bailbones now moves into a tie for first place. Portal Combat drops into a tie for second place. And what we see right now is we have Renegade, LL Cool K, Tony, and the bus drivers, um, Adam Tibia Bailbones all in first place. And then we have Portal Combat. We have Manny's team, ISPS team, um, and Fisher Law Firm, Mr. John Fisher, all tied um, number five, six, and seven for the second place spot. And then we've got myself and we've got Shelly in uh in place eight and number nine here. Uh not doing so hot. Shelly, we need to we need to pick things up a little bit. Um but we are in eighth and ninth and we both have a three and five record. And then we've got the Volcano Princess that's lost two in a row now, and she is two and six at this point. So again at this point it's really anybody's it's anybody's uh it's anybody's game still, you know, the the league is still very, very close. Um you know, I'm in nine, I'm in eighth place right now, and I'm only two games out of first. So, very, very, very cool um, how this league is turning out, and and we'll see exactly what happens with with the way that things shake up. Um, but as far as the projections go, um, you know, right now the current projections, and of course projections don't mean anything, um, but the way that the projections are going right now at this point is that we're actually going to have LL Cool K at nine and four in first place. Um, so she's done a great job. She blew me out this past week, and now she's predicted to, to be in first place. Um, and then we have Renegade predicted to be in second at an 8-5 and five record. And then myself and Adam Tibia Bailbonds are also predicted to be there um, with that 8-5 and five record. So according to this, you know, after this week maybe we'll see how things go. I should be... Uh, I should be in a little bit better of a position here, but this week I'm I'm playing Volcano Princess, who's two and six, so I should be able to get a win this week. Um, I'll take a look at the matchup right now. At this point, I'm predicted to win a little bit, but she's got two people on bye already um, in her tight end and her defense, and I've got my full lineup in there. So, you know, it looks like it's going to be pretty close to the game here. Uh, she's got some guys that look like they're going to put up some points for her, 
Um, so I hope my team does what it's designed to do, and that's score some points. So we'll see what happens. Um, again, to all those guys out there in the league, if you're listening, it's a pleasure having you. I'm glad that you guys joined me for it. And, you know, please call into the show, send tweets. Let's talk on the message boards. You know, the fun part about this is talking smack and, and doing all those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, and, and Tony's been Tony's been doing it. He's been hitting the message boards. Um, you know, so let's go ahead and let's humor him a little bit and, and let's uh, let's talk it up a little bit, guys. You know, I'm glad you're in the league, but I want you guys to uh, participate a little bit, you know, and tell me what's going on and what you're liking so far and, you know, what you think is going on and, you know, it's, it's always fun to talk fantasy football, especially when we have, a, you know, an audience here and some people that may have never played before and don't know what it's all about, so we can kind of fill them in with some different perspectives. So, um, you know, that's going to that's gonna pretty much wrap up the show here for tonight, guys. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. You know, again, to recap, uh, you know, tonight we talked a lot about, you know, the health topic of the night um, and how to raise healthy kids and all the reasons why you want to try to, you know, make sure that you're giving your kids good stuff for them and everything and, uh, you know, so, again, if you want, you can always re-listen to the episode on Archive. You can go to www.353heal.com, <coughs> excuse me, and you can find all the all the websites there. You can, or excuse me, all the shows there, um, Archive. You, you can uh, click on the link. You can go straight to blogtalkradio.com slash ISPSO, and you can listen to all the Hot Corner episodes there. Um, for the future, the guest calling number never changes. It's always 347-637-3978. You guys are always welcome to listen. Uh, stay in, stay in, in contact and in touch for, you know, updates on what's happening with the office and what's happening with ISPS, and we'll keep you filled in. And anything you guys want to talk about, that's what we're here for. So, you know, by all means, feel free to use us as a resource. Um, so, again, guys, you know, if you're catching the show tonight's Wednesday, this Friday, I still have three spots left out of the ten for new patient evaluations. If you guys have any ailments that you're dealing with and, you, you know, you want to do things a natural way or maybe you don't like medication or, you, you know, your doctor, it takes three weeks to get an appointment with them, go ahead and give me a call and we can do a free consultation. We'll get you in for an appointment. I'll give you a free adjustment as well, too, so you can see what it's all about. See what it feels like to live with your power actually turned on with no interference in your immune system and, and and, you know, feel what the chiropractic lifestyle is all about and, you know, not just surviving and, and but thriving, you know. And I think the biggest difference is, you know, you ask a lot of people, hey, how you doing? And a lot of them will tell you, oh, I'm hanging in there, you know, I'm doing okay. You know, if somebody asks me, how you doing? I'll say, well, I'm never better. I've never been better. And and it's the truth. You know, every day should continue to be better and that's the attitude that we need to have. And if you don't have that attitude, then you're spinning your wheels, you know, and, and you know, it, it, you're not happy with whatever's going on, and you got to work on that. So, you know, here at Frontier Spine and Healthcare, it's all about physical, chemical, and emotional. And if that's something you're interested in, you got the chance to come in for a free consultation on Friday morning on Halloween. We're doing a costume contest. Uh, the winner of the costume contest can win up to $150 of in-office credit. That can be applied to massage. It can be applied to whatever you want, um, supplements, whatever the case is. But you know, again, uh, costume contest. We'll have a one-week voting on Facebook, and I'm also going to be talking and giving those tips again about how to raise healthy kids. I'm putting on a presentation at 1 p.m. Uh, excuse me, at 1:30 p.m. Once I finish with all the consultations, and we're going to be talking about how to raise healthy kids, and especially around Halloween. So, and I'll be doing it in my Prince of Thieves uh, costume. So, <laughs> if you guys want to come see me in some tights and a Prince of Thieves hoodie, then. Uh, you can come on in as well too on uh, on Friday morning for Halloween and, and uh, Frontier Spine and Healthcare Family Day there. So um, again, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, always appreciate it. And uh, until next week at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, everybody out there, be well. And uh, remember this quote. Um, this is actually a quote that I really, really love, and it, it's from Lao Tzu. And Lao Tzu was an ancient Chinese philosopher. But basically, the quote is this, and, and listen up for it, okay? If you're living in the past, then you're depressed. If you're living in the future, then you're anxious. The only way to live, or, or wow, I messed that one up. That phone call really messed me up right there. So let's start over. If you're living in the past, you're depressed. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. In order to be at peace, you must live in the present. 
So think about that, guys. Enjoy the moment. And everybody out there, be well until next week. Take care. This is Dr. Ray signing off. entertainment designed just for you then check out customizable streaming tv from xfinity it makes your life simple easy awesome xfinity gives you customizable streaming tv options enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your tv with x1 go to xfinity.com call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more restrictions apply Alexa, play Imagine Dragons. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.